Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Jesse Duplantis. And I'm Kathy Duplantis. And it's good to have another boardroom chat. Love it. You know, we get comments from people. We meet them at meetings in different sure. places. They send comments through the social media, too. And they tell us they feel like they're right here at the table, which is a blessing to yes, me because that's God. the way we designed it. We hope you want, yeah, we want we you to feel part of the discussion. You'd be totally comfortable, praise God. And we are. We're looking right in that camera. You're looking <laughs> right in your out of your television and eyes. So it's, it's a wonderful thing. Yes. I want to talk about something that... The whole world is completely deceived over. Wow. Oh, wow, that's big, isn't it? It's going to be good. <laughs> I don't know. You see, he doesn't ever tell me what we're going to talk well, about. I don't know neither until the Lord tells me. He just kind of told me. me where to turn in the scriptures, so I'm ready. <laughs> the misconception hmm. of money. The misconception of money. It's a totally complete misconception, and yet people think, if this happens to me, it's going to be wonderful. Mm. Let's go to Proverbs chapter 10. And I want you to read in the Amplified and, and any other um, translation okay. you might read. It's, and it's a very simple verse. We've talked, not, not, a, not a whole boardroom chat, but we've quoted from this verse many times. Uh, Proverbs chapter 10, verse 22. Okay. It says, the blessing of the Lord, if make it rich. And he added, no sorrow. Mm -hmm. I've heard all my life. I hear it all day, everywhere I go. Boy, if I could just have enough money, boy, I could do this and I could do that. And yet I've seen so many people with money. I know a lot of rich people and ones that are saved and ones that are not saved. And they have a misconception of it. They thought themselves that it would make them happy. Yeah. And that's the misconception. Yeah, money isn't the blessing. That's right. Knowing God is the blessing. Uh, money and prosperity and having our needs met is the uh, result right. of knowing God. Money is just a product they, they get of things the mixed up. Yeah. I mean, and it's so amazing because I've seen so many rich people that were just in sorrow. I, I like the how it says, the blessing of the Lord that make it rich. And he, and he added no sorrow with it. Yeah. See, Satan will make you rich, but he's going to add a lot of sorrow with it. Right. I think of some of the most wealthiest people in the world. Okay, how much money you got? You got stage four cancer, you're in trouble. Unless you just believe in healing, that he took your infirmity, bore your sickness, by his stripes you were healed. And that is a very possible thing to be healed, not just some of the time, but all the time. Right, and we've gotten many testimonies from people that have had stage four cancer oh, yeah. of different types. Healed. And they've been totally healed. I remember meeting a lady at our, our we have, at our church. We have intercessory prayer night. I remember being in, in intercessory prayer one night, and she came up to me and told me that she had been listening. She actually buys lots of the healing word book and gives them out. And she gave testimony of several people that she had given it to that had stage four cancer, and they were totally healed because the word of God was on those tapes, and they were hearing it and putting it in their heart and believing for their healing. Now, that was her words, not mine, and I just rejoice with her. Well, I know it's true. The word of God is an agent for healing. Mm -hmm. It's a cure for cancer, diabetes, high blood pressure, crippling arthritis, infectious disorder, whatever. And I want to tell you something. It's, it's a blessing of the Lord to receive healing. Yes. So now, I don't care how rich you are. If you're sick, you can't go nowhere. True. And I don't care... How healthy you are, if you don't have the money, you can't go nowhere neither. Same thing. Because we live in an economic world. So the blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich. So it will, God will bless you beyond your wildest dreams. Yeah, the Amplified and, says the yeah, blessing of the Lord, it makes truly rich. Oh, that's so bigger. So it really that's makes, even bigger it than just spreads rich. it out a little bit. And he adds no sorrow with it, neither does toiling increase it. Now, see, watch this. See what the in other words, says. no matter how hard you work to make money, you won't have sorrow with it because the blessing of the Lord 
is on you and it maketh it rich. What does it say on the other the one? The Passion Translation says, true enrichment comes from the blessing of the Lord. Praise the Lord. Which is what I talked about a moment ago. With rest and contentment in knowing that it all comes from Him. Yeah, lock, stock, and bear. But beautiful. I like that amplifier. He said that the toiling of it, in other words, the work to get it will not be cumbersome. It won't be hard on you because what happens is that God has just given you the, not only the, the, the finance, but the power and the health to make it all happen. Yeah. And yet so many people are in sorrow. I, I, I can't get over the man. I, I really did like the comedian Robin Williams. I thought he was one of the most phenomenal dramatic actors as probably the greatest comedian I think I've ever seen in my life. And yet he was wealthy and committed suicide. The depression, the different things. He had money, but he had sorrow with it. You see, and it's a terrible thing. And that's why I'm so against poverty. Right. Because it, it brings sorrow. It, it brings heartache. It's torment. And, and, and torment in every which way, shape, or form. It also says in Proverbs chapter 10, verse 15, the rich man's wealth is his strong city. The destruction of the poor is their poverty. Read that in the Amplified. The Amplified says the rich man's wealth is his strong city. The poverty of the poor is their ruin. In other words, poverty ruins people. Yeah. And why would anybody want to take a vow for it? Right. He said, well, Jesus was poor. When was he poor? He wasn't poor. I had 12 full-time people on staff, and he fed them. Some were married. He had 70 part-time that he sent out. Yeah. My God. You never heard him talking about, we can't go to Capernaum because we don't have enough money to make it. We don't have no, he fed 5,000 people. I mean, just how ignorant can some people can, can be. Yeah, well, tradition has taught that being poverty is holy, they equate yes. it the same way. No, no. And so they train people to take, or taught that they should take a vow of poverty. You know, if it was so holy, how come the whole world don't want to be, want to be poor? To Everybody would want to be poor. Nobody I think there's that. a bank somewhere called Prosperity Bank. I said, that, that's a good bank. That's a good name for the bank. <laughs> the Prosperity Bank. We got one here in New Orleans. Praise yeah. the Lord. So when you understand that, it's the most misconception. But I remember growing up because we were raised poor. You wouldn't want to put your money in a bank called Poverty Bank. No, you? I wouldn't I'd, do it at I'd all. I'd take it out today if there's one like if that. If I lived in a city called Poverty City, I'd get out <laughs> of there. I think I'd move. Yeah, <laughs> I would Change move. my address. Or yeah. even a street named Poverty. Yeah. I'd get out of there. Yeah, I'm telling you. Right in a away. second. Because quick what it does is. Quick, fast, and in a hurry. <laughs> yeah, quick, fast, and a hurry. It shuts you down. The things you want to do, you can't do because we live in an economic you know what? world. Jesse, I said this the other day and it just came to me. I don't know if it's. It's just a way, a different way to think of it. You know, instead of taking a poverty, a vow of poverty, why not take a vow of prosperity? Why not take a vow to believe God for His word, believe the blessing, and all the things that that means? Yeah, and, it could, and, and it's more than good? money. Yeah, it's very don't good. Let that just go over your head because that's no, deep. Yeah, that's, that's a revelation. Deep. <laughs> that's deep. deep. That's deep. <laughs> and the deep call it the deep, like yeah. you say. Praise <laughs> the Lord. Yeah, it's such a blessing of the Lord to be a blessing. Yes. Let me give you a prime example. Growing up, I just thought, wow, God. If I could just make enough money, man, I, 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 I'm going to be happy. I can do anything I want to do. I can go anywhere in the world. I can do all that. And, you know, I got to that point as a young man. I mean, I, I did very well for myself. And to make a long story short, I remember telling you, why am I, why am I not happy? Why? I mean, you know, we had a brand new car. We were doing good. I mean, I'm using that well, as an example. Yeah, like you, like I, I a lot happy. of people, they try to feel that, create that happiness with things and uh, maybe you have yeah. goals in life thinking that'll make me happy, but those things aren't it's, it's no, they all get what's going to make you happy. Knowing God and having a right relationship with Him and getting your life in order, it makes you truly happy. And then He adds no sorrow with all the 
you can work hard, and which we do work hard. We sure. work almost every single day, but we're not toiling over it. We're doing it because we love it, and God refreshes us because we're in His presence. Well, see, God doesn't add sorrow, but Satan does. In other words, he is a dictator. He's out to steal, to kill, and destroy. Mm. He'll give you money while it's going on to keep you where he wants you, but he's going to hurt you in the process. Yeah. The world calls it a rat race. Yeah, I and mean, it's... you're really it, just toiling like you're on this, little, yes. this little treadmill, and you're really not getting anywhere. You're getting frustrated all the time. Right. Uh, and so they Such say the definition of insanity is to continue to do things the same way right. and accept... accept uh, no, ex ex expect, excuse me, a different result. Well, it's so, such a misconception of it, you know, because every time you see, uh, I don't know, uh, uh, you know, commercials and things, you see all this, ooh, all this wonderful stuff, and yet a lot of these people, they, they, they're struggling to keep it. They're struggling. They have to take drugs. They have to do everything else. Some of the people in Hollywood are so messed up. I mean, they got money coming out their ears, and, and I don't mind them making a lot of money. I mean, you know, they're very talented people and things of that nature. And, uh, but to be struggling, can't keep a family together, can't keep a marriage together. I mean, it's, all, it's just, it, 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 it's terrible. Yet the facade is mm. like, wow, if we can just get there. Well, how come they struggle so much? How come they got to be mad five, six times? How come this and that? Because it, 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 sorrow has been added to it. See, Satan is a killer. And you got to understand, he, he will do everything he can. He, you think he's making you happy, but he's destroying your life. Mm. All in the process. I want you to read that Proverbs 10. I'm going to read it in King James again. Verse 15, the rich man's wealth is his strong city. The destruction of the poor is their father. Do you have that in the Passion? I do. Read that in the Passion. Let's see what the Passion says about it. It says, uh, verse 15, a rich man's wealth becomes like a citadel of strength. Okay. But the poverty of the poor leaves their security in shambles. Yeah, that's my point. You see, uh, and, money and will not make you happy. Right. You've heard me say this before. It'll make you comfortable while you're miserable. See? But I want to tell you something. I don't care how much you got. If you're miserable, uh, that's probably the worst thing in the world. I like, hate that word, miserable. Just miserable, you know? Right. La miserable. Miserable. Just, just wanting to do this. In other words, just can't live right. Because even though they may have something, but a lot of sorrow has been added to it. And like I told you, I've seen so many people who were well off, and uh, I mean well off, and yet had great sorrow. Right. And it's amazing to me. So I, I, and yet I get, and Kathy, you will probably get uh, a few little um, things of what you said that take a vow of prosperity. So get ready for a little persecution on that. And it, it's the first thing you think of, well, it's money. It's Louis Vuitton person. Well, those are nice. I don't have a problem with any of that. I don't care about that kind of stuff. What I'm saying is it doesn't make you happy. Well, I just wrote down what you said a while ago, and it was a statement you made, and, it, and it's so true. And it's, you said, it is a blessing of the Lord to be a blessing. Yes. It sounds like a, a little statement you just made casually, but it is so strong. It's so wonderful because God, that was the assignment God gave to Abraham. He says, thou shalt be blessed. He says he wanted to bless him and he shall be a blessing. That's right. So the blessing empowers us to keep it moving. And on. his blessing is still blessing us. And he's been in heaven for God, thousands of years. 
because we're the seed of Abraham. Yeah, and you know, I was thinking, so it's so true that we don't, we've, we say that word blessing and God bless you, like when someone ste sneezes or we say it casually in passing, but the, one, the word blessing means to say words that impart power. When God spoke to mankind, the first words he gave them were blessing words. He spoke words yeah. and said what he wanted to happen. So when we say what God's word says and, what, and repeat God's promise, it, it has and put our heart into it and believe it, well, then it has the power to change the way we live every single day. Well, Adam and Eve got caught. See, they were, they were in a very wealthy area, beautiful garden, everything going great. Satan lies like a dog to them. Mm -hmm. He said, my God, you know, you're going to be like gods. In other words, you're going to be wealthy. You're going to have all this stuff. Yeah. And yet he added sin, which was sorrow, and it's still going on. Huh. Sorrow upon sorrow upon sorrow. Right. Think about that. I never forget, like I said, I did very well as a young man, and yet I was unhappy. Now, you know what? I had money then. Now I'm going to say something going to make us. I might go get mad. I got money now. Right. I, I, I do very well. I, I, I'm not going to lie. I, I never try to cover anything. I, I, I'm not into that craziness. I, I'm blessed. The difference is I don't have any sorrow with it. In any way, shape, or form. In other words, I, I'm able to be a blessing. I tipped someone the other day, and I saw such joy on their face. They, and they said, you don't know how much I needed it. And no, I didn't, but the Lord did. And, you and could, he just looked for me, someone who would obey. And you could have said, God's blessed me so I can be a blessing. Yeah. That's a great statement. I mean, it is. And, and, and it was such a, just to see um, with their face. I've had some people say, no. No, they can't get over it. They go, what? Are you serious? Mm -hmm. I say, yes, I'm serious. Why? You work hard. And, 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 and I'm blessing you with no sorrow. And that's the difference, you see. Yeah. And it's amazing unto us when you understand this. So, I mean, get away from the misconception of money. If I could just get enough of it, I will be happy. No, you won't. Because it, and it's not your security neither. Because if you think about money, I mean, it's, it's, it may be worth a, a two cents more today, and the tomorrow it may be worth five cents less. You know, the dollar and all the different currencies that we have in the world right. go up and down, up and down, up and down. And you know, think because they trade in that. Now, I want you to go with me right now to the book of 1 Timothy, chapter 6. The book of 1 Timothy, chapter 6. Now, let me tell you something. I want to talk to you people that have a little substance. I mean, that you may, maybe you're wealthy or super wealthy or, uh, you know, upper middle class, whatever. You know, you can do what you want right. and things of that nature. Uh, and, and I'm going to tell you, Paul was writing this to Timothy, his protege. And I love this, this wonderful passage of Scripture. And I'm going to read it in the King James. You can read it in the Amplified after we finish. I'm going to start with verse 17. It says, charge them that are rich in this world. In other words, you have, a, you have, you have to do something. Charge them that are rich in this world that, that they be not high-minded. Now, let me talk a little bit about that. In other words, just because you got money don't mean you're better than anybody else. Right. That you kind of look down on someone or you got this uh, attitude, let me bless you with my presence. Well, you could have stayed home. Yeah. See, that's wrong. See what I'm saying? Charge Hi, them that high are... High-minded uh, is what it says in the King James. When Amplified, it says not to be proud and arrogant and contemptuous of others. Okay. That's what I'm talking about. And yet I see that a lot in people that uh, are well-to-do. And yet the richest ones are not. They're the most hum Some of the richest people I've met are the most humble people I've ever seen in my life. Ones that were just kind of, you know, doing pretty good. You know, they were, I don't know, they, they want this facade, you know. Charge them that are rich in this world that they be not high-minded. Mm -hmm. Watch this. Now, this is the, one of the most important 
uh, statements in the verse, nor trust in uncertain riches, which means riches, riches are uncertain. What does it say in the It in says it exactly the same way in the Amplified, nor to set their hopes on uncertain yeah. riches. In other words, money is uncertain. One minute you got it, the next minute you don't. Yeah. It's amazing to me. And, and you know, you think about what America is very rich. <laughs> America has got one of the biggest debts you've ever seen, over $30 trillion. And what's back in that dollar? Just because we say it's, it's worth something. Used to be on the gold standard. It's no longer that anymore. See, charge them that are rich in this world that they be not high-minded, nor trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God. Is your God living? Because if your God is living, he is your security. The finance that I have is not my security. No, no, no. My security is the Lord Jesus Christ and him crucified. Mm. See, so I don't have a misconception uh, of money, and I don't have a misconception of God. Some people think, well, you just never know what God's going to do. Ladies and gentlemen, listen to me. I know what God's going to do. I know exactly what God's going to do. He's going to do what this word says. That's right. That's He's going right. to do My daughter, she gives me a very high compliment. She said, if my daddy, I don't have one daughter, Jody, one granddaughter, Meredith, if my daddy ever tells you something, you can take it to the bank. He's going to do what he said. Why? Because you can't separate me from my word. Well, you can't separate God from his word. God is so much greater than I am. I'm nothing compared to God. But when God says something, I know he's going to do yeah. that. Right. So I don't struggle with that. See, some people have a misconception of God, but you just never know what he's going to do. See, that's a lie. That's a religious lie. I know exactly what he's going to do if you understand his word and you believe his word. So right. get the mis misconception of God out of your mind and get the misconception of money out of your mind. I want to keep reading this. Charge them that are rich in this world that they be not high-minded, nor trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God. Now watch this. Who giveth us richly, Giveth us richly, not just badly goodbye. <laughs> oh, Jesus. No, who giveth us richly all things to enjoy. In other words, enjoy what the Lord wants you. See, the misconception of God is that he's mean. He's going to beat you. He's going to kill you. He's mad at you. No, he's, he's a wonderful father. And he, he said, I just want to bless you. I love it when uh, Christmas time comes and I see children, they rush grab those presents under the Christmas tree when, you know, when Mary was real little. Oh, and I never figured her saying, she, I forgot how old she was, one of the Christmas, she said, this is the best Christmas I've ever had in my life. Remember? We, we, and it just blessed me. I'm a grandfather looking at her because she was richly enjoying it. And I want you to read that whole verse in the Amplified real quick. Uh, verse 17, as for the rich in this world, charge them not to be proud and arrogant and contemptuous of others, nor to set their hopes on uncertain riches, but on God, who richly and ceaselessly provides for us with everything for our enjoyment. I like this, ceaselessly. In other words, you're not, you're not going to break him. Mm -hmm. He's not going to run out. He wants you to enjoy that. Read that in the Passion. You have that in the Passion? I on, do. Because we want you to understand it. There's such a misconception of money and such a misconception of God. Yeah. Read that in the Passion. Seven, verse 17, to all the rich of this world, I command you not to be wrapped up in thoughts of pride over your prosperity, or rely on your wealth, for your riches are unreliable and nothing to comp be nothing compared to the living God. Trust inst instead in the one who has lavished upon us all good things, fulfilling our every need. Now read that about uh, uncertain riches. What is it said that statement? Uh, uncertain riches? Yeah, no, it's the same, in a passion. Okay, I command you not to be wrapped up in thoughts of pride over your prosperity or rely on your wealth, for your riches are unreliable. Okay, that's what I want to talk about. Unreliable. And nothing to be compared to yeah. God. 
They're well, unreliable. It's unreliable. It is. But God is reliable. Yeah. In other words, everybody thinks that, and that's the misconception of money, that money is reliable and God is unreliable when it's exactly the opposite. Well, a lot of people God know God is that, reliable and money is unreliable. Yeah, a lot of people know it's unreliable. There's a phrase that people you say, well, money goes. A friend of ours, Billy Roy Thompson, <laughs> was told, told the story how he was at a little convenience store or something and somebody said, well, they were paying for milk or whatever it is. Well, money goes. I mean, we even talk about when you break a hundred to pay for it's something, gone. all of a sudden yeah. it seems like it disappears because every little thing picks it up. And, but the, the Lord told Leroy that day, I mean, years ago, he gave him a great revelation. No, money comes. So it was important that he, instead of saying and declaring money goes, why not turn it around and say money, money cometh? Right. And so he's changing and enlarged upon it. I'm sure he doesn't mind me saying, he says, money cometh to me now. now. And yeah. it's like he'd say, you pull the lever. It's like you yeah. you have a, a point of where you, you change your way of th old way of thinking and believe God's yeah. word because the blessing of the Lord uh, it's a blessing it of the Lord to be a blessing. Right. <laughs> but the thing is, you know, and he's been rawly criticized for that message, but it's, it is as biblical as biblical can be. Right. See, but when you have a misconception of God, you're going to have a misconception of money. I remember years ago. You're swapping ago, them over. I got to say that again. Okay. Money is unreliable. God is reliable. Right. But you got to have faith to understand what I'm saying. Go ahead. I didn't want to. No, the, I don't no, want go to. Go. I changed my mind about saying that. Well, was it bad? No, it was good. <laughs> it that. might take us in another whole direction. Well, it don't make no difference. Like, we flew in. We can this. chat about, you know, because so many people have a misconception about money. Right. Even to use the word money in a church service, they just are, they tiptoe around it. But we live in, like you say, in an economic world, and all of us know we need the, to, to pay the bills, to. Let, sure. Pay for a home, a car, everything we need right, to yeah. to put food on the table, and and I believe that that whole vow of poverty or that uh, attitude where we can't even think about money. God came to do more than meet our needs. He wants to give us our wants and Amen. our desires. And I remember that years ago, we you had a a, a a sermon that you preached that God loves me more than more he, he loves, loves money. money. And oh, I got persecuted. And for you that. wanted to write a book on it, and the publisher was saying, "Oh, don't do that. We can't." Put a, a book with a title like that because it makes it sound like God loves money. Well, that's not what you were saying. God loves you more, more than He loves money. Like more you than love, money is. you love God loves people more than He loves the money in the bank. The right. money in the bank might be just sitting there, right. but if you use it to buy food for someone, then that that money was sure. used for what it was intended to to provide what people needed in life. And, and, and when you understand that God is so reliable, now you got to have faith to understand that. Right, right. You see, I, there's a you know lies produces misconceptions of people. I think a lot of people have a misconception of me. Mm -hmm. I mean, the media attacked me years ago about four jets, and I'm, I've never had four jets at one time in my life. I wouldn't mind. Yeah, <laughs> so know? we thought, you know, they're saying it. Well, I'm going to just believe it. would believe for it. You know, it could be a blessing to somebody. Fly <laughs> you. There companies how about that have more than that. In fact, yeah. at the time, I believe, and I don't have any problems with this, but I'd heard that uh, Samaritan's Purse, uh, uh, Franklin Gramlin, yeah. they had more than that at that time. And they needed it. And they did a lot of humanitarian things, and people were okay with that because that, I realized people value the humanitarian things, but they don't value the gospel right. in the way that they should. Right. All these things are good to do. So we should realize that the gospel is valuable, and that's what yeah. God and, and uses to help us get from one point A to point right. B to bring the gospel. And, and not just us, a lot of ministers are doing and this. And we've been partners with Samaritan Prayer. They, are, they for, need planes. They have to bring food. To, I mean, not just it. one. They need it all to We're do all that stuff. We're behind it. We you support see, it. Yeah, I support that 100%. But you see, when people start lying about you, you, you form a misconception. That's what Satan...
does. He steals your good report. He steals that you're a good person and, and lies to people like he did Eve in the garden and they got kicked out. Yeah, he's, well, he's up to the something. same foolishness. I, I'm, I'm going to shock you. I'm going to say this. It's not arrogant. I am a good man. You, I do good things. I, I, I'll pat you on the Yeah, back. pat me on the back there. He that you does not are tooteth, a good man. He that does not tooteth his horn, he does not get tooteth like this. You know, when you understand what God is well, saying. Get a tutor. Yeah, I want to be a blessing. I like being a blessing. You know why? Because God said, be a blessing. Mm -hmm. and, you know, but I'm carrying on the reputation of Abraham. Yeah. He, that through you would all the nations of the world be blessed. Well, I'm the seed of Abraham, so I'm doing what my faith father said to do. Yes, so following when you the steps of yes. Abraham. So it just works that way. Mm -hmm. See, misconception of money, misconception of God. Okay, I got to go back to it. Money is not reliable. God is. See, that's why we ask you to be a partner. Because we know in whom we have believed. We know if you'll sow a seed. No, not believe it. Listen to me. It, we know if you'll sow a seed and believe this word the way it says it. The Bible says some 30, some 60, some 100 fold. Seed, soil, the H factor. I think I said that last week about the harvest. I'm telling you, it will work. And I've said it so many times. I can't say it enough. The anointing of increase is on me. Not trying to get something from you. I want to get something to you. I want you to understand the re reliability of God so much that when you look at money, it's just the thing. Mm -hmm. It's just the a substance. Tool. That's all it is. Mm -hmm. And it's up and down, up and down. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Money changes. I mean, how many times you went to buy something and you didn't buy it that day? Maybe you procrastinated. And you went back next week and they raised the price 10%. That's called inflation. Mm -hmm. I hadn't worried about inflation. You know why? I got inflated. In other <laughs> words, when I, I relied that my God, oh, that's a personal thing. My God. Paul said it. I, Jessica can say it. Yeah. My God shall supply. And he has supplied. Right. All my all the riches I need according all my need according to his riches in glory, whatever that may be. You see what I'm saying? That's why the, God, the, the blessing of the Lord that make it rich. And Jesus keeps saying it in the proverb, and he has no sorrow with it because you're not relying on that. You're relying on a person who is the source of that. That's right. I got a testimony here. I want to read about that right now at this point. It's, the name is from Rain, and they probably regularly what, watch the, the name chat. Of, what's the name? Rain. I like the name Rain. That's great. I don't know if it's a handle or a real name, but uh, it's a good name. <laughs> it says, I'm so grateful that Jesus saved me from all of the worldly things. I'm grateful to be with him and enjoy Amen. his great fellowship. His precious Holy Spirit is absolutely the best thing ever. It's him in us. I gave and you said that I'd receive 100-fold return. I got a promotion and I'm still reaping even now. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord Jesus. I am so grateful for your channel and encouragement and all of the team JDM. Right, right. I, I pray. Let me finish. I pray abundant blessings for you all and everything in the chat. Rain, Everyone in the chat. I didn't say it. I repeated it. Mm -hmm. Jesus, God, Jesus Christ said it in, in Mark, Mark 4, 4 and Mark, Mark 10. chapter 10. Uh-huh. He said it. All I do is repeat what he said. I only say what he says and I only do what he says to well, do. Well, they're seeing the results of Yes, it. I'm telling you. If you want to be a partner, you can become a partner. If you don't want to, you don't have to, please. I, I tell people, if you don't want to give, don't give. Keep watching the program. Enjoy yourself. Uh, you know, you, you understand? But I want to tell you something. This anointing of blessing is on me. So if you'd like to get a part, get, 
get, keep the smile on your face like I got on mine? You give and it doesn't make you happy. The blessing of the Lord makes you happy. You see, it's the ability to produce what God is saying you could right, have. Right. You can go to JDM.org and that's our website. If you hit the donate button if you want to, or you can use PayPal, or you can text to give, or you can mail in your donation if you want to. If you don't, I keep saying it. And you know, preachers freak out. They say, Jesse, never tell them not to give. I'm going to tell you not to give if you don't want to. God said, I want a gift from a person who has a willing heart. He told that to Moses. My God, man. He said, I mean, he's up there 40 days, and he said, go receive me an offering for those who are willing. willing. Because if you're not willing, I mean, it's, that's not gonna, you're not going to be blessed. You won't receive the anointing that's on my life. You won't receive the anointing that's on God's life. God is reliable. I'm telling you. Hmm. Money is not. Mm -hmm. So you use the money in this world for whatever things you need and, and things that, that God's supplying that. But when you know in whom you have believed, and let me just say, if, if you know, you got stage four cancer and you don't believe in God, I don't care how much money you got. They can't heal you. They, they, they can treat you. They can, or they can say they can extend your life a little bit, but usually it's miserable with radiation and uh, what do you call that? Chemotherapy and all this kind of stuff. But my God, oh, mm -hmm. my God can heal that at no cost to you. It cost Jesus a lot. They beat him unrecognizable. You understand? No cost to you. Think about that. But to Jesus, ripped his skin off his back. Bones showed. He, oh my God, by his stripes, we were healed. Amen. You understand what I'm saying? And that's God's word. So that's why if you're a person of something, you shouldn't be high-minded looking down on people because Jesus, you ain't never met rich until you met Jesus Christ. He's God Almighty, owns everything, and yet humble, sweet, mm -hmm. blessed, in every which way, reliable. My reliable. God, just reliable. Amen. And he's coming soon. I believe that. That's right. But I was talking to Jody yesterday. She said, Dad, I want Jesus to come in my lifetime. I said, me too. Mm -hmm. Let's put the pressure on. Let's put the pressure on the Father. Put the pressure on the covenant. And it will work, not some of the time. All the, we're believing God. I know one day that a generation is going to see him come. And I pray this every day in my devotion. There was a whole generation, Father, saw Jesus go up. I want to be the generation that sees Jesus come down. Wow. Not because I'm afraid to die. across that bridge if I get there. It's just, I just like to see that. Yeah, I'm looking for that where we meet him in the air. Ooh. You know, he's when coming. When gravity can't yeah, hold and us. And then we go up. At, we and connect. that's something gravity cannot hold us. Yeah. My God. So that's why we say this. Now, I want to keep reading in 1 Timothy 6, okay. verse 18. That, this is talking about people with substance, that they do good. See, this is the blessing of the Lord, make it rich and you don't have no sorrow. Now you being a blessing. That they do good, that they be rich in good works, ready to distribute Willing to communicate. Read that in the Amplified. Well, the, a passion is where I'm at okay, right now. It's read really that good. Passion. It says, remind the wealthy to, to be rich in good works. Oh, man. Of like extravagant that. generosity. Woo, I like that. It defines with good works there. It, willing to share with others. And okay. I, verse 19, if you okay, don't mind. I, I continue, no, I'm going to no, read it now. Okay. I want to stay on that. Okay. Willing to share with others. I've had some people tell me, Jesse, you tip too much. What is wrong with you? That person working hard, trying to make a living. What do you mean you tip them? A lot of time I tip more than what the meal's worth. Mm -hmm. And why? Because I want to be a blessing. And I've never seen anybody go, oh, more money. What am I going to do? 
Uh, they didn't do that. No. Uh, there was no sour. Thank you, sir. Thank, they appreciated that I appreciated their good work. I tipped a guy the other day that in the natural I shouldn't tip. That's the worst way to, I think I've ever seen in my life. This boy could, well, <laughs> couldn't remember a thing. And the Lord said, give him $100. He may have been brand new. He and may have was, been brand new. And it was a I looked at him, he said, sir, I, I know. I, I said, you, you don't know, mean no apology. I said, you know, uh, no, don't worry about it. I said, here. You got to make a living. And you know, and it, we it shook him up. It we really wouldn't did. have been so concerned about it if it had been just us, but we had guests in from out of yeah. town and we wanted them to have a, a good experience. So that was probably why we were even more right. sensitive to right. the time factor. No. You know, people are watching and, and they're sending such great comments. I wanted to read this one while we, before okay. we move on. It says, Margarita says, I made up my mind that I can expect good things from <laughs> the Lord for he, is a, he has a good plan for my life and it is in my future. What you're saying is that God is reliable. Mm -hmm. Okay, when I read verse 18, that they do good, that they be rich in good works, ready to distribute, willing to communicate. Now I'm going to read verse 19 and you read that other one. Laying up in store for themselves a good foundation against the time to come that they may lay hold on eternal life. See, what you do here determines what you'll be and what you'll do when you get there. Now go mm -hmm. ahead and read that like you wanted to go ago. 18 and 19. If or you just, want, whichever uh, one you want. Well, I'll, uh, I'll read 18 and okay. 19 because it's really connected yeah, it's together. Yeah, connected together. Remind the wealthy to be rich and this is the Passion Translation. Remind the wealthy to be rich in good works of extravagant generosity. I like Willing that. to share with others. This will provide a beautiful foundation for their lives and secure for them a great future as they lay their hands upon the meaning of true life. So when you bless... When you believe what we say in it, you have a, you have future. a great future. Yeah, you lay My a foundation God. for you your understand? future. Do you understand what I'm saying That's here? Great. God said that. All we're doing is repeating it. See, see the misconception of money and the misconception of God? God says, if you do this, if you give, if you bless, Read it again, Kathy. Read, go the back passion. to the passion. Whichever one you just read. I just read the read passion. Read it again. Just, Remind <laughs> the wealthy to be rich of good in good works of yes. extravagant generosity, willing to share with others. This will provide a beautiful foundation for their lives and secure for them a great future. Ooh, now stop as, right there. Secure for them a great future. Don't you want a great future? It's secured, which means there's something behind it. When you're generous, to yes. willing to share whatever yeah. it is that God gave Abundant you. Abundant generosity. Yeah, I remember one time when I was just a kid at home and I'd heard news that um, someone had, uh, actually it wasn't, a, this was, oh, we were married. I just remember the details of that. I'd heard that someone had lost everything in a fire. Mm -hmm. And I remember getting the one laundry basket that I had, putting things from around my house that I thought I would need. I, I had uh, one nice robe. I gave them my robe and I right. gave them uh, slippers. And uh, I remember filling this basket with whatever things I could, you know, I needed each one of those things, but I wanted to be generous sure. and help someone because they lost everything. And that's what the, the God does in our lives. He helps us to, to, to be generous. That's abundant generosity. Abundant generosity. And it was such a joy to do that. I remember when my mother heard that I did that. It really touched her and blessed her because she feels like... You know what you said that touched me? Mm. And then you go back to your mom. That time we, we, we was Christmas and we were preaching how you wanted to give and you went 
uh, wrap up your old slippers or something? I, that's when I was at home as a child. I wanted to be able to give to my sisters. We had like six kids at home, and I had I wanted to be able to give something. So I did. I brought that <laughs> slippers again. Slippers are great. <laughs> but I remember. And she got some my slippers the other day. She ordered some. <laughs> yeah, because he had. I, he I got wanted me some. some. <laughs> and he told me how comfortable they were. So I went ahead and ordered yeah. some for myself. He has a black pair. I have a, like ivory I'm pair. I want to tell you, that man's product is good. It's, <laughs> it's very cushiony. My pillow and my slippers. It's, and it kind of like cradles <laughs> my little feet. I'll give him a little a shot. They was, I mean, they was good. But I remember wrapping those slippers and, and giving them, because I really didn't have much to give. I didn't have money. But I gave something. And it was yeah. it was a joy to give. Yeah. And I think that's how God created us. He created us this way. We're created in his image. You know what you got from slippers? Me. <laughs> Of course. I'm your harvest. Of course. I'm the H factor. <laughs> I believe, well, you, and, then I, and you're and the I gift bought, that keeps on giving. Yeah, and I bought you Remember some new slippers. Remember that because my birthday's coming up. You're the you, gift that keeps giving. I understand. I understand. Praise <laughs> the Lord. I gave a few hints, but I hadn't seen nothing what yet. What hints? I'm not going to talk about it. <laughs> talk to them. What hints? I don't you gotta know. you got to listen better. you got to be a good listener. You know me. I told you, just go get what you want. I don't want that. <laughs> you, you, got, you have to be involved in it. I don't know. Well, I will you, give, I'll go pay for just it. Just pray, God will bring it back to your remembrance. Oh, yeah, God. oh Jesus. <laughs> anyway, be generous. I am going to be generous. I think I have been generous, glory yes. to God. Watch that. Your secured future. Everybody's looking for security, and they want to put the security in the money when the security is in God who richly gives us all things to enjoy. Right, right. Now, that's reliability. They have a misplaced priority. That's right. So what really what we have to do is make sure our priorities are straight, God is first, put him first in the area of the tithe and our giving, yeah. in our life, our everything we do. That's how you put him Be first. Be sensitive to what he's leading and directing, knowing that when we put him first, he's going to more than uh, generously provide. He says he's going to give it back to us. Pressed down, shaken together, running over, shall men give unto your bosom. That's right. Because with the same measure, the same part you measure mm -hmm. out, it's what you're going to get back. Now, when you understand this, this first Timothy, the man's writing this letter is in jail. You think Timothy be writing him an encouraging letter, and yet the apostle Paul, who's in jail, beat up, about ready to kill him. Mm. is writing a wonderful encouragement letter to his protege, Timothy. I love that. I want to tell you something, that. buddy. I want to follow that example. Oh, that's as good Always as it gets. Always be, be a help to someone, especially Amen. when they're down and out, and be a blessing. That's yeah. why we put these programs together. That's why we spend all of our time when we're at an age where we probably, a lot of people, we, we were saying this the other day, a yeah. lot of our friends are retired. We don't even know where they're at a lot of times. You know, they've <laughs> gotten, or they're retiring from <laughs> ministry, and... Thank God somebody could do it. We told about somebody the other day, they take weeks off at a we time. We have never done we've that. We've never done that. We don't have sabbaticals <laughs> and all. I we mean, they have sabbaticals. But we've managed to, to survive. We just keep going. And, and we ask you to come with us. Yeah. Say, well, I can't come with you. Your finances have sent us all over the world. Mm -hmm. Now, Kathy gets mad at me. I have been all over the world. I ain't seen nothing but other than a convention center or a church. whose fault is that? Well, I mean, I'm not going you there make to the play. Plan. You make the plan. So we say we're going to this place like <laughs> yeah. Paris. Okay, we, we land, we go to the hotel, go to the meeting. We have one day to see all of Paris. If we, and, if, and if that. And then he says that's his favorite city. I'm thinking, you've only been there for one day in your whole life. And well, but, I promise, I'm not going there. I know it's beautiful. To, don't get me wrong. but no, well, let, let me explain. I'm not going there to play. 
I'm going there to preach this holy gospel. I'm going to get people out of sin, sickness, disease, and poverty. And if I got a few hours to look at something, I will. The short Elysee, walk down it or whatever. Yeah. And that's great, you know. But I tell you what, and I've seen some beautiful things, only even though I had one day. But it was <laughs> nothing like that person walking forward saying, Jesus, come into my life. That's or that true. person walking forward who couldn't walk and got a healing and walked forward. Now, that's why I do what I do. That's why I ask you to give to this ministry. Why? I, I want to get people out of hell. I want to get people out of trouble. And you see what I'm saying? I'm you, you get me all. And I know I, 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 I should stay longer. I, I guess I should. I've been all that. Take ain't seen time nothing. to smell the roses, Yes, yeah, smell say. the roses. <laughs> well, you know what? I ha you ain't going to believe this, but I have done it. I'm going to Switzerland next year. Preach a little bit but I'm going to stay over some. So Probably two days. <laughs> Help me, people. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm kidding because I'm ready to get back to. I mean, no. you pretty much trained me. I, I'm like a dog. I know which way to go and how long I'm going to stay there packed. <laughs> but I mean, you know, well I, I have an agenda, and the agenda is to go to the world and preach the gospel to every the same, creature. Same passion. So maybe one day when we get to heaven, we can have a sabbatical. We're going to have a I hear all these pastors go, and preaching, this not being critical, this is just being true. You know, I just had to go out and wore out. Wore out. What do you mean? Oh, I know. you know, the pressures. Pressures? We ain't under no pressure. Pressures? You're taking on the load of ministry when all you ought to do is work it and let God handle it. Don't put the pressure take, you on yourself. The put the pressure on the covenant. Right. Can't take the care Casting of it. Casting all your care upon him for he careth for right, you. Right, right. See what I'm saying? And when you understand that, then you can be like me, 73 years old, running like a gazelle, going at it. And I'm not and and bragging about that. It's just, I say, Lord, I, you know, God well, gave me. Well, we're making up for lost time because we didn't live, we didn't come up in church. We got married. Oh, no. And then three years later, I was born again. Two years later, you were born again. And we, and we were still young at that time, but we have time we have to catch up. And, and recover some of, fix some of the damage we did before we knew God. Yeah. I mean, I just, uh, you know, I, I, my time, my life is allocated. It just is. I, I apologize. I, I, well, no, I'm not going to apologize. I'm doing the work of the Lord because it's so wonderful. I just, I've never found any greater pleasure in my life is to see somebody through a teaching of the Word of God that I gave secured their future for mm, eternity. For eternity. Think about that. Think about that. So, you know, that's why I don't charge when I go. You know that, ladies and gentlemen? I don't charge churches when I go. I pay all my own expenses, everything, mm -hmm. lock, stock, and barrel. Right. I don't charge anybody nothing. And when they give an offering, 100% of it goes into world evangelism. And I mean, it's, in fact, the Lord ate my lunch a couple of three years ago. He said, Jesse, I can bless your ministry, but I can't bless you. Mm -hmm. Because the way I think, ladies and gentlemen, if I can get more finance to preach the gospel and they want to give it, I'd rather put it here so... It quickens the return of the Lord Jesus Christ when the gospel is preached. Matthew 24, 14, when the gospel is preached to the world, the end shall come. That's where I'm trying to get to, the end. We're on, we're get, on an assignment. Oh, we're on an assignment, man. It's just such a blessing. So I'm trying to explain to you on the misconception of money. It doesn't make you happy. No. And the misconception of God, he's going to hurt you and kill you. No. no. He's the one that's going to love you and make you happy and give you a secured life here and there. How do I know that? Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done where? On earth or in earth as it is in heaven. 
So why can't you be blessed here? You people that are so against prosperity, why don't you get some? And then maybe to be a blessing to someone. Think about that. I know you're struggling by God, but how do you get harvest? Sowing seed. I don't know of any other way. I wish, you know, no farmer don't go out to the saw with no seed in his hand and say, okay, grow something. No, you got to put something in there for it to grow. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you want money in the bank, you got to deposit something to get something. Yeah. You know, I want the, the bank to pay me interest. Well, you got to have something in there for them to do that. Right. That's what, I, that's what I'm saying here. That's why I wanted to talk about that today. Mm-hmm. So those that are doing very well financially, just don't get high-minded and get cocky with that stuff. Yes. Just be a blessing of the Lord and allow Jesus to you to take sorrow off of people. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? And you know what? Well, I'm going to just tell you. I'm, I'm, I'll keep the names private. I felt led of the Lord. A friend needed me. I felt led of the Lord. His wife had been going through a lot of stuff for the last two years, really hard. And uh, so I told Kathy, we're going to take the plane, and we're going to fly over there, and we're going to pray for her. I didn't charge them nothing. It cost a lot of money to fly that jet. That didn't cost I, I would never do that. I don't do it. And we saw immediate results. Hadn't been hauling out the house. And when we left, we prayed, and we saw the, the light of God in her eyes. And she said, I'm going to go eat dinner tonight with my daughter. Mm-hmm. That blessed me beyond my wildest dreams. It was wonderful. And then we just came back. This was in another city. I'll keep that private. And then when we flew to uh, uh, Nashville to preach, had a glorious meeting at Faith is the Victory Church, Charles and Sue Cowan, who let us use the building. Beautiful building. Wonderful time. Now watch this. I got back, and one of my partners told me today, is it okay to ask you how was the Nashville meeting? I said, yeah. I said, let me tell you about what happened. And I just said a few things. It was just such a blessing. I know they got to work and do all that kind of stuff. But I, I said, it's a great testimony. So usually what I do, I try to have a staff meeting and get the staff updated about what's going on and things of that nature. And, and I'm real busy. I'm leaving tonight right after this. I'll be leaving in an hour or two, whatever, three hours, something like that, and to go preach. And, uh, and then I'm going to be preaching. Good God. I mean, just solid all the way through. I think I'll have one night off and I'll get back next week and uh, it'll be a blessing. And, you know, and, and I, I think, and I noticed my calendar today, next, next week or whatever, I'm going to have a staff meeting and I want that because I want to tell them about the Nashville and I want to tell them about what's going on and the different things that are happening. And, uh, you know, and you just never know. I mean, I mean, they, they, they love me just to go shouting because my staff will start shouting real quick, you know, when we give them what I call good news. Right. Because they all want to know, you know, when, like when we went to uh, Belfast, Northern Ireland and uh, Edinburgh, Scotland and uh, London, England and uh, let's see, Bristol and Warminster. Man, I had a little meeting at staff and the staff went, oh, tell us about it. It was such a blessing because you know what we did? We brought them a reliable God. Right. We had people secured futures out there. That's what it's all about. So thank you, partners, for sending us. Thank you for giving to this ministry. Thank you for honoring us. We will not destroy your seed or take your seed. Mm. God has been good and gracious. So partners, from the, top of, from the bottom of my heart, <laughs> top of my head, call it what you want, I can't thank you enough. And if you want to be a partner, how you do that, go to jdm.org. That's the website. Hit the donate button. 
You can use PayPal. You can text to give if you like. Or you can just mail in your donation. Just whatever. And, and, and let me say it again. If you don't want to, then don't do it. But I ask you to still watch the boardroom chats or the faith, the facts. Oh, we got a good one, Lord. We had a good one the other day. Lord Jesus, it was they're such a blessing. Good. Well, they're all good, you know. <laughs> but uh, uh, it's amazing how God normally tells me, not just me was to say, Chrissy helps me on the faith, the facts. The, she'll hand me some cards and she'll walk off. I knew he was going to do this one. <laughs> I knew he was going to do that one. Yeah. And sometimes if I'm walking by, Kathy goes, grab him. He'll do a glorious living with me, you know. And I have to, you know, that's why you see me sometimes. I'm in, I'm in I have my shorts on because it's so hot blue in South jean Louisiana. Shorts, yeah. yeah, blue jeans or whatever. People say, why do you get them blue jean shorts? Right here. <laughs> I told her, I said, cut my jeans. My old jeans, just cut them. Make some yeah, shorts. Yeah, they were shrinking anyway. So yeah, you have to wash it and dry. Cut them so and I'll make cut them and I'll put a stitch in. <laughs> yeah, she did a good job. That's what I'm talking about. Your security is in God. The blessing of the Lord it make it rich. And this is even better. No sorrow is added with it. You think about that. And out of all of what we're talking about today, God is your security. That's right. He will not help you some of the time, all the time. Ladies and gentlemen, he's done it for me. Yeah. Would you use me as an example? Well, it don't look like Jesse's struggling. Why am I struggling? Use me. Just tell the Lord. I mean, I put that pressure on the covenant. I tell people all the time, I, I, I don't have any more faith than anybody else, but I might have a little more obedience. And I'd like to obey Kathy and get her or something for her birthday, but I don't remember what she said. Because I got a lot of stuff going through you gotta my mind. You got to change your confession and say, I'm going to remember I'm what I'm going to remember. You said you hit it. I don't know. Because <laughs> some days I go to, okay, I used to always get a jewelry, she told me. She said, I don't want my jewelry. Okay, then you never know. She'll have to go to a jewelry store. Ooh, I like that. Or, ooh, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know because, I mean, you know, she goes to it. Now, sometimes I do I know this. I shouldn't have brought it up. Let's yeah. get back on no, the board. No, no, no. I'm going to try to help her out as much as I can. But I do know this. And when she says, I'm going to make a gumbo, I'm going to be a blessed man. <laughs> this is a good gumbo maker here, son. And it was such a blessing. The other day she said, I got a, a quart of gumbo that I made and some cabbage soup. Which one you want? Which one would you take? They're both good. <laughs> yeah, they're both good, but that gumbo, you know that gumbo. gumbo. Is oh, better. Lord, it's a blessing. I hope you enjoyed today because I want to let you know the misconception of money and also I'm going to add the misconception of God. And I'll tell you one thing, God will only, I don't care how much money you got, it will not make you happy. Mm -hmm. But if you got a lot of God, you are going to be happy. Right. In any situation. Think about that. I'll say this in close. Paul, they're going to kill him. They're walking him to the chopping block. You think he's sad? No, he's got God in his life. He says, I fought a good fight. Mm -hmm. I finished my course. Yeah. And I kept the faith. Then he says this, there's laid up for me a crown of righteousness. Now, they're about ready to cut his head off, but he, they can't take the head that he really has. Because a crown has right. got to sit on top of that's it. That's right. And that's what it's all about. Mm -hmm. Mr. Jesse and Kathy doing another boardroom chat. You have anything more to say, Mom? I have a testimony I wanted to okay, read. If hurry it's up, okay, hurry up. We've Heather been holding says, them along. This is a good one. It's because I wanted to bring out the fact that, you know, a lot of people would like to go back and watch past boardroom chats. Yeah. There's a great convenient way to do that, and it's through our JDM app. Okay. And there's little channels where you can look and see all of the uh, Sunday services, all of the chats, all of the Bible studies, all of the 
Faith the Facts with Amen. you there, all in one little beautiful place. And it's really a great resource that we provide for you. And I hope okay. you'll get advantage of that. This is from Heather. She says, I am blessed by your videos. Not only are they huge words from God, but they can, but you also, you crack me up. <laughs> I feel like we have so much in common with you. I, we, uh, we both lived a life of sin before we were saved. Yeah. It's amazing when somebody gets born again. Yeah. You talk about a secured future. Yeah. Ooh, Lord. For Jesus eternity. makes all the difference. So until next time, Jesse and Kathy saying we love you. Thank you for watching. And partners, thank you for blessing us and giving to us. We'll see you next time. God bless you. Bye-bye.